You are listening to ComedySlamRadio.com. From our studios to the world, we bring you the finest in quality entertainment. So pop some popcorn, grab a smooch buddy, and settle in for another fine show. From ComedySlamRadio.com. Let's be frank with Dave Frank. This week we have in the studio John J. Murray. How you doing, John? Good, good. I like how you made the uh, the hand movements. Oh like, yeah. Like when when you said let's be frank. Oh, like did you, I? You did the hand movements. Like I think I'm Italian. Like I'm supposed to talk about yeah, my hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, also, who made that intro? Did you guys hire Stephen Hawking to do that? <laughs> Wasn't that uh, Mr. Purvis? That was Mr. Purvis. There oh, you go. well, that that'll explains it. Another handicapped guy. <laughs> and then we have Ben Morrison calling in. Ben Morrison from Punked? Ben Morrison I from Punked. I love that show. It is a great show. It's and the first did. I've heard of this. I'm excited. There you go. And he actually, I know you have a podcast, and my show goes out there. Ben has a podcast, and it's called uh, A Jew and a Mexican. Can you say that? A, the, a Jew and a Mexican? Yeah. Is that okay to say? Is that PC? I'm a Jew. Okay. And well, I don't I'm, think Mexi- I'm not a Mexican. I, I don't know if I have any Mexican fans, but if I do, I don't think they care. Okay. <laughs> so we got. he has his own show, A Jew and a Mexican. And he's done a lot of other great things in comedy, but he's going to be calling in a few. How long have you been in comedy now, John? I've just been in comedy two years, Dave. So you're just, just about the same amount of time as me? Yeah, somewhere around there. So you're getting a lot more guest sets and some paid gigs now? Yeah, yeah, I'm making a, a very a small amount of money. <laughs> more often? <laughs> yeah, I usually just spend that on beer. I end nice. up buying beer with it. Nice, nice. Beer is good. I like beer. Beer is your friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I've been doing comedy two years, but I've been doing uh, my podcast for four years now, actually. And that's somethingplanet.com? Somethingplanet.com. You can find it at somethingplanet.com. There you go. And you, you guys talk about everything crazy there, right? Uh, yeah, well, um, basically, like, the idea of our show is we just kind of talk about whatever. Nice. I, I, the conversation, like, sometimes we have set topics, but the conversation uh, kind of dwindles off into usually usually we just end up talking about how funny our penises are nice hey Uh, let's go over some ground rules here what can i not say on your show uh you can't say i suck okay um i prefer not to talk about jt burn okay and other than that i don't think there's any rules on swearing i'll bring the release in right now (laughs) <laughs> oh, we got a release? There's no release. Not now. Maybe looks like, later. Looks like he's bringing a release in. Yeah, everybody signs that they were here, but it's no big deal. Um, oh, I can no, read it live I, on air? I don't want to read it live on air. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not signing this until yeah, I... I don't oh. want to leave it, read it live on air for everybody. We, were gonna, we want to talk about you on air. What, uh, what was the question? Well, we, I'm just saying... We, Does it smell uh, pretty funky in here to you? Uh, it does smell it like. It smells the like there's band. like a bunch of dirty hippies that were nah, like like, well, like, a, like a touring rock band was just in here like sweating for the, an hour. That's what it <laughs> smells like. The show in here before was a rock band, and they had a whole bunch of different people in here playing instruments. Uh, they do a show every week. They have a a new band in every week playing their stuff. It does not smell like Teen Spirit in here. No, it no. It Smells like bo. It smells yes. like feet. Just imagine how great it will smell by the time we leave. Yeah, no, it's, it's starting to clear out now. All right. So you've been doing comedy for two years, and I, and I know I'm doing a show on the 14th with you, and you're promoting it with Something Planet. It's a comedy competition. Yeah, yeah on uh, April April 14th, we got the uh, co- co- that, uh, Something Planet presents. Uh, who's the biggest joke? 
That's the name of the comedy competition. Well, I think I win the biggest. I don't know if I'll be the best, but the I'll biggest joke. Be the, biggest. the biggest joke? Anyway, we're uh, we're having uh, three judges judge, and uh, the audience is going to get to participate a little bit. And uh, right now, I think it's like twelve comics. All right, and who are the judges? You know who the judges are yet? Uh, the judges will be uh, Corporate Jared from the Something Planet podcast, and right. it'll also be Johnny B from the Johnny B Show podcast. All right, but he's also now. I don't know much about Corporate Jared. I met him the other day. Johnny B is also a pretty well-known comedian. Yeah, he's definitely a well-known comedian. Yeah, all around Tampa. He's done, um, wasn't there a a radio show that he won and went on the cruise with them? Yeah. I th- was it the yeah, one he, with the Love Sponge? No, it was uh, the Cowhead Cruise. Cowhead yeah, Cruise. Yeah, he, he got to go on a free cruise and open up for Ralphie Mae. There you go. At sea. Or I don't know if they did it on an island. I have right. no idea. Cool. So I think we have Ben calling in. So let's go ahead and patch Ben in live. Ben, how you doing? Hey. How's it going, Ben? How are you? Not too bad. This is Dave, and I have in the studio with me here, John. Hey, how you doing, Ben? John, how are you? Great. So, Ben, I want to thank you for taking out some time to call in. Uh, you know, we were just talking a little bit before about some of uh, your achievements where you, you know, you did the last season that was out there, Punked, which was, I'm sure, it had to be a great experience. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I mean, Punked is coming back. I think next week they're debuting the new season. Right. Um, although Ashton isn't hosting at this time. It's a different celebrity hosting each episode, but I think it's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, I didn't, um, didn't Justin Bieber or something just do an episode? Yeah, yeah, I think he was the first guest host, and like celebrities were setting up their friends, which I thought was like a brilliant move on uh, on his part. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, the punk that I did is still on like every day on TV Guide Network and a million other stations. But um, I've done a number of different shows. I actually just put up a new one man show called Prankaholic about all the insane hidden camera pranks done. And um, I got some pretty big news today about a different thing in that genre, which I can't talk about. <laughs> That's all right. Um, well, where's your the experience, with, the experience with amazing. Um, you know, with punk, it's it's uh, the the pranks are over almost as soon as they start because the second that the celebrity arrives, typically the mayhem unfolds within ten or fifteen minutes, um, which is pretty cool. You kind of have to unleash chaos on them the second they they get there. I've done other prank shows where we'd kind of prank people for a couple of days, and that was definitely trippier. Um, oh, kind bet. of being in character for that long of a period of time, but for some reason I have have a specialty in pretending to not be me and messing with people while hidden cameras are buried everywhere. That's awesome. What's the longest you went while staying in a character, you know, like playing a prank on someone? I uh, I show last year uh, called Mr. Personalities, um, where we would spoof reality shows and would just kind of um, pretend that we episode of like ghost hunting or, you know, gator hunting, and okay. I'd travel uh, and would be in character the whole time. And only really the only, only the person that was kind of helping to set it up knew that I wasn't me. Everyone else thought I was like a Scottish ghost expert or, <laughs> nice. um, you know, a, a British uh, infomercial host. And I did an episode in Louisiana where I went and hung out with a bunch of K-Jones who are taught like this, great guys, like biggest hearts ever. And we told them I was... Um, an Australian gator hunter because the accomplice, his family owned an actual alligator farm. So I went in in character like this as an Australian and would play with gators for basically a couple days and would hang out with the, uh, the guys, you know, at the beach house drinking and partying with them. But, um, we shot for three days and it was jazz fest weekend in New Orleans. 
So I changed my ticket because wouldn't leave during jazz, but didn't break character because this guy and all of his friends who were now taking me around still thought (laughs) I was Australian. So for the next two days, it was the weirdest experience because I was literally stuck talking like this, but we weren't even doing a television show. And they were talking to me about their friends and what it's like being in Australia. And the whole time in my head going, you guys don't, I can't believe I'm still doing this. So I really have to keep <laughs> filtering all my thoughts through an Australian guy's voice. It was the trippiest experience because, you know, at least when I was doing these characters or television cameras around or when the cameras were hidden, there'd be a reveal. Hey, we got you. And then I can go back to being me. But I was literally someone else's body for two days and thicker in the weirdest of my life but flying on a Monday in my it was from Baton Rouge which is an hour and a half drive from uh, New Orleans and uh, the accomplice this great great guy named Mike he's the nicest guy ever he's the one that set it up it was his family on the alligator farm he was going to drive me but he got called into work last minute and uh, because all, all of his friends just idolized him and would do anything for him he had one of his really good friends drive me the hour and a half to Baton Rouge and I have never and he, he was a we was up and had heard all about what we had done. And this guy was fresh from two tours of duty in Iraq and was now driving me an hour and a half to Baton Rouge with his girlfriend. Oh, so geez. we get in the car and he starts talking. He goes, man, you know, I was when I was stationed in uh, Iraq, um, I was stationed with a bunch of the guys from the Australian military. And you got some great guys over there. And I was in the back like, right, yeah, yeah, got great. Beautiful people, big hearts <laughs> on them. And in my head, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? This guy is like pouring his heart out to me as an Australian, talking about the war experiences he went through. And I'm commiserating as an Australian. And all I wanted to do was be like, dude, I'm not actually Australian, but I couldn't. Because <laughs> it would, you know, it, it would devastate him and his whole group of friends who opened up their houses to us. And when we finished shooting and I didn't go, hey guys, guess what? I'm not Australian. We're stuck being this great Australian guy. It was the weirdest hour of my life, I swear to God, having to literally be someone else while this guy is hard up about his war experiences to this I was just dive bombing. Yeah, I bet. that has yeah. to be hard to stay in character for two to three days for sure. Especially in that situation. I mean, this, this, That's rough. Four straight days of being in character, of like not breaking, you know, even drinking light with him. I had to make sure it's, I talk like this, even when I was getting actually drunk with these guys, because, like, what am I not going to get drunk with a bunch of Cajuns? There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was nuts, I dude. I bet. Um, I, I've read on your website that you do a lot of charity work. Yes, I do. What, we what just put of? up um, the latest edition of my charity show called Laugh Aid on Thursday at the Improv, uh, benefiting. Uh, Lisa Gibbons, the talk show host, has uh, her foundation called the Memory Foundation for Alzheimer's Research, and they were the beneficiary. Uh, and um, I try to do as much work in the entertainment and philanthropic community as I can, just because any charity needs events to raise money. And I love producing comedy shows that I host and getting my friends on them so they can all kind of be involved in um, a good cause. That's yeah, you awesome. get to do a great comedy show, and you're also doing a really fun, or a really fun thing that you would be doing anyway. Yeah, I actually. Exactly. I, I actually. I mean, I love a great comedy show, and it doesn't hurt if the proceeds are going towards um, something a little more worthy than, you know, beer for me, yeah. which is a worthy cause. Definitely. Uh, be it that you said the Alzheimer's, I actually did 
an Alzheimer's benefit show just last about a month and a half ago with four other comics. Uh, oh really? Oh yeah, it was the it was at here in Florida. It was with the Jewish Community Center. I think we had about 580 people attend at 200 bucks a ticket. Plus they paid all sorts Whoa. of money for um, raffle tickets. It, the show's been going on for 13 years, and it was the first time that they had comics come in. It was a great mm-hmm. little thing they did. Of you know, there was all sorts of rea- uh, variety show acts, but it's wow. a cool experience. It was one my first experience in front of that many people, but it yeah. was my second fundraising and and. It's pretty cool because as myself and John are relatively new comics, about two years in the in the industry, so as you can understand, most of our stuff is, a lot of our stuff is open mics in front of other comics, so when you get to do mm-hmm. these charity shows and there's no almost no comics around, not only do you feel good about the charity, but you feel great about a set that gets laughs aside from people critiquing you all day from, you, you know, your local comedy buddies. Oh, I see, yeah. I mean, Wow. Five hundred people at two hundred bucks pops a ticket. I think no, you actually twenty raised bucks. Enough. You cured Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was twenty or twenty-five bucks, not two hundred. He can't remember. Yeah, I didn't have. Uh, uh, yeah, there's, there's a big difference between twenty-five. I mean, still, yeah. congratulations on that. Yeah, I but, mean, um, it was. It's a it's great funny that you actually you forgot the details of your own Alzheimer's benefit. I mean, maybe you should talk <laughs> to the foundation and get yourself out. <laughs> uh, cur- current TV is like a big thing that's like sweeping the internet right now. It's like popping up on Facebook and everything all the time. Uh, what do you do for current TV? I did a couple things for current. I had um, I had a couple original movies that I did run. Um, network uh and they were um stories that i put together edited uh with photos and one of them was a story about when i did my road gig and i bought a car in new york after not having had a car in years i bought this great honda accord and it was the most expensive thing i ever owned and the most nice i'd like all of my money because i wanted to buy a car and do road gigs and then three weeks after i bought it i drove down to kentucky to do um kind of a, a, a week of shows for um, Comedy Caravan out of Kentucky does a lot of booking. And uh, anyway, long story short, uh, the high schooler barreled into the car and almost killed me and totaled both of them. Oh, and uh, one of those was stories. I took photos of the whole thing, including the accident. And that was one of the, the films. And then the other one was a short uh, film I made out of my one-man show, Pain in the Butt, about my experience with Crohn's disease. Um, and it's one of the main charitable kind of focuses of my of my work is uh, doing outreach for Crohn's because, you know, I have it. And uh, the short film I made from photos uh, aired on, on Current as well. The the series itself was called Thought Rocket, and those are the two uh, main <laughs> movies that, uh, that I wound up doing. Uh, so um, you can, did like, they have that up on their site, or where can you watch those short movies? Um, they should be on BenMorrison.org. Oh, sweet. Sweet. So Yeah, I, I, I still love the movies, man. So, Ben, how's the hunt for a roommate coming along? <laughs> oh, that's not creepy. Yay, Dave. Internet. That's uh, good. <laughs> you know, this is, thus is the power of technology. I'm calling you in Florida, and you're talking about my roommate circuit I announced today <laughs> over Facebook. So. Um, it's going well. You know, we'll see. I'm looking for bites right now. I put the ad up literally about four or five hours ago, but where I live is absolutely amazing. So I think I'll, I'll be able to find it. You know, I kind of have the L.A. dream here. I have a pool and a jacuzzi, and it's incredible. You sound yeah, like you bet. sound like you're very rich. <laughs> I'm not very rich, although uh, this year is turning out to be a very good year for me financially. I've just been able to make enough money from all these random creative things that I do that have 
been able to pay for my existence. Um, so, you know, I mean, it goes without saying that, like, you know, at, at my brokest, I've often been my happiest, just as long as I know that, um, you know, my rent is getting paid and I have enough food to eat. I don't really need anything other than that, aside from knowing that I'm still pursuing the, uh, the quest, you know? Sounds good. The cut, the comedian dream. <laughs> Let it yeah, live the on. Comedian dream. <laughs> so, uh, now how long ago did you start your podcast, um, a Jew and a Mexican? We began that, what is it? April. I think we began it right after the new year. Me and my best friend is the Greg Wilson. Right. This belligerent little Mexican guy who is uh, <laughs> just a fantastic comedian and uh, one of my one of my old friends. And uh, he just came over. He's like, you know, man, everyone everyone's podcasting. You got you got we got we got a podcast. And I was like, podcast? What are you talking about? Podcast? I don't want a podcast. He's like, just trust me. Let's do it. Let's do it. And I'm a big nerd, <laughs> and I have a voiceover booth um, just for auditions. And I was like, well, you know, I have all the the hardware, and I, I build websites, so I knew how to get us on iTunes and build the site. So I was like, all right, well, why not? So thought of the name, and just set up shop in my bedroom. You know, just using just mics and my little Mac laptop. And, um, we just began kind of talking smack, um, <laughs> around the same time, uh, John Lovitz began his podcast network, uh, which was called Toad Hop Studios. And, um, little did we know that he, he went big. He built an actual studio in the John Lovitz club on the second floor. I mean, right. like, you know, four, oh, nice. four stations, full video, you know, three full-time employees to mix audio and do promotions. It's incredible. Yeah. And, um, I play Lovitz all the time. It's one of my home clubs, and I headline there, so I know everyone. And at that point, we'd had about four episodes under our belt, and I was like, you know what? I think this is really good. So I approached um, this guy, Frank Army, who began the studio as Lovitz's partner. He's a longtime radio personality here in California, and said, here's the show. What do you think? And he loved it and picked it up. So we've done four or five episodes there, but we go weekly. And honestly, at now... Wilson was right. The podcast is probably like my favorite part of the week. It's just so real and truthful, and it's just amazing. I, I love doing it. It's funny because we were talking the other day. I think it was on Facebook or wherever, but I said the same thing. You know, I started off in comedy, but I enjoy so much doing my podcast. Or you know, here it's yeah. live radio, and I post it as a podcast later. But uh, mm -hmm. similar to the way you guys do, um, but it's it's great, and I get. You know, I'm fortunate that I have great comedians like yourself and other great people that have yeah. called in, and I get the opportunity to have all the local people that are striving for more to get. You know, they get to get on air mm -hmm. and talk to people. It's mm -hmm. it's exciting. Yeah, I think the whole what podcast thing is pretty exciting. You guys are uh, you guys out in L.A. There's like a bunch of podcast networks that have been sprouting up this year. Am I correct? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's been a real. I mean. I mean, I, I think I'm pretty comfortable using the word revolution for comedians because, um, you know, there were early pioneers of going big, like Mark Marin and uh, Nerdist with uh, Chris Hartwick, and um, the early success stories of someone just doing their own thing. And then by way of just seeing their popularity and attendance skyrocket because of rabid fans, other comedians saying, you know what? We just sit around and drink and rip on each other all the time anyway. We might as well record it. Right. Exactly. And, um, and then it got going. And, you know, I'm, I, I get it. I understand why. Like, we have super fans at this point. And my friends found it. Like, they're, you know, I'm like, listen to the most recent episode. They're like, nah, dude, I'm going in order. I want to hear all of them. <laughs> and um, 
I guess as comedians, because we're just not used to really in taking comedic content right. the way people who aren't comedians are do. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're we're so focused on writing our own jokes and performing our own jokes, we don't really actually sample what's out there. Didn't really wrap our heads around what it has on people once they really like your voice and um, look forward to hearing all the crazy things you're going to say. And I mean, now that we're into it and we're in our groove, like with the Jew and a Mexican, we've now begun doing theme every, every, it's going to be our hook every week is a different theme, kind of like this American life. Right. Where we just focus on one theme and tell stories and it's a real revelation. And if anyone's listening, I really recommend you listen to the drugs episode and last week's episode, <laughs> Roommates. Man, man, there were some crazy stories told. Yeah, I listened to last week's. It was pretty cool. There was a lot of crazy stories on there. Uh, oh, the, the roommates episode? Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. You yeah. like that story about when um, the uh, the band member who lived upstairs from me in Brooklyn OD'd on heroin while I was attempting to have sex with a Russian girl? Yes, <laughs> I did listen to that. It was horrible for you. That was Great that story, was but crazy. horrible to listen to. My roommate at the time was Kurt Metzger, who's one of the best comedians working today. He's also the voice of the uh, zombie on Ugly Americans. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. So, aside yeah. aside well, from I your podcast... I think po- what I like most about podcasting is that it kind of gives a value to all the insane experiences I've had while coming up in comedy, you know, because I'm getting all these stories kind of recorded right. for posterity. You know what I'm saying? And sure. like, I can actually tell people to listen to the drugs episode and, you know, go to that story. And, and, uh, I can kind of share how nuts the life of a comedian is in a way that I'm really proud of. I can't even believe, I can't believe I'm admitting to half the things I'm admitting to on, on the podcast, but, when you're in that studio, you're you're in the moment. You're like, yeah. man, should I actually tell these guys that I did like a pile of cocaine that night? And you're like, what am I not going to tell them? It's part of the story. And you're just like, hey, here we go. It's so honest. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why I try to have structureds as far as guests and people calling in, like yourself, so I don't have mm-hmm. to share too much of too much about that crazy part of my life. <laughs> not yet, anyway. I'll tell you what, though, that crazy part of your life is. More engaging than you think it is. You oh, know, I once know. I just got over the fact that my mom might be. Lit- <clears throat> I think for for comedians, we just have to get over the fact our mom my, our mom might hear that. Definitely, <laughs> our, you know. Yep. Because um. So hey, aside once from- I got over that, the stories just flowed like the whiskey that made them happen in the first place. <laughs> there you go. Aside from your podcast, I always like to get uh, people's f- feedback on uh, and just their stories about what brought them to comedy in the first place? What made them decide to try comedy? So what was your story? What brought you to the stage? This is a really good story. Uh, <clears throat> I've been acting since I was six. I, I was just on, I've been on stage since I was a little kid. It's all I've ever done and ever wanted to do. And I was, um, you know, supposed to be Mr. Broadway. You know, I was a musical theater guy, singing and dancing. I went to New York University's theater school. Mm-hmm. Um, but always secretly loved stand-up. I loved, I loved how few rules there were you know just because having grown up in the theater it was just you know non-stop classes and people telling me how to how to best pretend to not be me and i just loved how with stand-up um there were no rules and you literally needed to be yourself it wasn't about being anyone else but i was kind of too chicken to ever try it and then i was dating this uh really hot serbian chick who's an exchange student who get drunk and start fishing her amazing breath and i was not man enough to deal with it i went out with her and a bunch of friends and got just blasted and she began flashing everyone which made me decide to get so drunk i blacked out because i just couldn't handle it like was hyperventilating <laughs> and then 
we went to a bar where my friend Meredith was bartending. It was on St. Mark's Place called Oasis. And it was about to get shut down just because it was this old ratty bar. But we kind of had it to ourselves for a whole summer because it was just empty. And uh, I walked in there. She went to the jukebox to pick out a song. And I was like, that's it. You know, my friend's bartending. Just give me a, give me a, just give me a, a bucket of whiskey. And she did. <laughs> and I wound up blacking out. <clears throat> and I woke up with a splitting hangover and a gig on Sunday because apparently the person talking to me, the only other person in the bar was a booker for stand-up New York. <laughs> nice. And while I was totally blacked out, uh, my Meredith had, had found out just in, in small talk that she booked the pre-shows, you know, the six o'clock shows where you got to bring some friends. And, and I sat down next to her and Meredith convinced I'd done comedy before and made sure I lined up a stand-up show on Sunday night. So I woke up with, uh, you know, uh, a, a huge hangover and uh, my first stand-up show, which was totally unbeknownst to me. Wow. But I apparently had organized in a blackout. And then, nice. You know, at that point, it was up to me to cancel my first gig rather than finally man up and go get it, you know? Right. Um, so I was like, all right, well, I'll give this a shot. And um, I was awful. And I loved it, you know? I loved being awful at something <laughs> involving performance just because my whole life I had just been the lead in whatever I had done uh -huh. you know nothing huge it was just school plays and then you know plays and uh, and things at NYU constantly and I was always just very confident in my abilities as an actor and um, with stand up it was you know I was like it was like I had two left hands shoved inside my mouth I just was horrible I didn't know how to do it <laughs> I didn't know how to hold the mic I didn't know how to breathe and these are all things I really pride of myself. When, you know, singing and dancing for a thousand people, it, it would be like nothing to me, but stand-up was just this terrifying new medium. And yeah, I think I decided at that point I was going to shift my entire life into discovering this um, new art form. Plus, comedians love to party and drink. And um, <laughs> that worked out pretty well with where I was at the time, because in addition to doing musicals and theater my whole life before college, I was also, I didn't, I didn't party or drink. I, I really wanted to. It's just I didn't have any friends to invite me. Nice. Um, so now you had friends to go out with and get a bucket went, of whiskey. It went kind of hand in hand. Yeah, a bucket of whiskey, bucket of whiskey, and some girls, and you're ready for a party. Yeah, and you know, for what it's worth, I graduated in 2001 from NYU, and had been doing stand up at in in New York City for about a year and a half at that point, and um, you know, I was the class of September 11th, really, you know, we graduated a couple months before, uh, nine 11. Right. And after, you know, New York was in lockdown for the next year and no one wanted to even talk about hiring actors for anything. You know, there just was no work. And at that point I had been doing stand up a year and a half and had built my friendships and was part of, you know, the community of people hitting open mics kind of going for, it. I was like, you know what? I have a year and a half in and, I'm still so shaken up about the events. These guys can make me laugh no matter what. You know, I think I really want to just change the whole trajectory of what I do because, you know, there yeah. is work in stand-up. If, if not paid stuff, at the very least, I can get on stage every night. And in New York City, you can get on stage four times a night. if you're. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. That's so you, so you started in New York, and then uh, when did you make the move to L.A.? Moved in... Was it twenty? I moved in two thousand six, February of two thousand six. So I've been here just over six years. Best move you ever made, huh? 
Well, yeah. I mean, at that point, I'd been in New York for eight years and um, was partying a lot. Like, nothing worrying, but just enough that it had gotten old, you know, because, you know, you, you, when you live in New York City, you know, you meet the owners of the bars and they kick everyone out at four and you just party until sunrise and stuff. And it was just what was really exotic and exciting in the beginning as kind of like a younger man in New York was just, I'm really doing this again. And I'd been there for eight years and knew that I wanted to ultimately do film and TV as coupled a stand up career, you know, kind of Robin Williamsy, you know, movie mm -hmm. and then doing it wasn't going to happen. Just, you know, especially after September 11th, there was film and TV in New York. I mean, I was two just going to like casting seminars and the guys are, they'd just be like, there's a, there's a single show taping in New York right now. I swear to God, there was, I think there was only one show, um, like six wow. procedural that was going in New York, aside from, you know, the CSI staples or whatever, but there was just no work in film and TV. You know, there's sporadic commercial work and then, of course, stand-up. Um, but I knew that I wanted to be a stand-up that also did film and TV, um, side of the world of stand-up. And I'd been there for eight years and was like, well, screw it. So I bought a car and just drove a car. I didn't really even tell anyone. I just left. Yeah, I think, you, didn't you say that, uh, didn't your your buddy also drive out at the same time on your on Yeah, your Wilson. Show? Yeah, I remember this. Wilson just left, too. And I arrived in uh, Los Angeles, and I knew he had gone there, and I gave him a call, and he was like, buddy, what up? And he'd been there for like a couple days, literally. And I just nice. pulled up to his friend's apartment, and I'm like, I can't believe we're here, man. And then, as luck would have it, we wound up getting apartments in kind of a ratty neighborhood in East Hollywood that was towards each other. So... Um, it allowed us to, you know, kind of have a corner while we were kind of making the rounds and learning L.A. scene. Right. And I'm originally from New York, and I never did comedy when I was in New York. I didn't start it until Florida. And I've oh. always thought, you know, if I make the move, I think I would rather go L.A. to continue than New York just because I don't think I ever want to go back and shovel friggin' snow again. And if I'm going to Yeah, man, I'm... The thing I love about New York... Is it's always going to be there. It's always going to be ready for me. And I'm always going to, you know, have an amazing time because I still have a million old friends there. But, you know, I'm looking at my window right now at a pool and palm trees and it's 70 degrees out. Uh, I'm go. staying here. Exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I love it here in Florida for that same reason. I just think, yeah. I, I think I need to earn my chops a little bit more before I go out there and try to make any kind of a presence in L.A. I want to get a lot better at my own comedy. Well... I mean, for what it's worth, I'm, I mean, <clears throat> we talk about this on Facebook. I'm I'm all for just going for it. Right. You know, plenty of young comedians here in Los Angeles can get you hooked up with weekday mics immediately, you know, and, you know, it, it was just always important to me to be either in New York City or Los Angeles because yeah. I think if you, if your dreams are as big as, um, your, your dreams will you, the realization of your dreams will be as big as the, the place in which you choose to see them out. Right? Nice. So, I can move, dude. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I think I'll do it as soon as I grow the testicular fortitude needed. Uh, I, I think I want to do it. I actually have some friends out there. I think a friend, both mm -hmm. a friend of mine and John both recently moved out there. Uh, Greg Cashmanian. Oh, yeah. He's uh, uh, mm -hmm. starting in Burbank. Yeah, He's working his way up to Hollywood, starting in Burbank. Yeah, he didn't. He just win a show in Burbank at the Flappers Comedy Contest or something yep. like that. Yeah, Flappers. I've done that a bunch of times. Yeah, he just so he he he's been out there a short time, but he's doing a, doing pretty good for himself so far. 
good to see a friend of mine just went up to New York, uh, Sam Rosen, and we got another local girl who's heading out, Alyssa Bissonette. She's heading out to New York in a couple of months. So people are definitely making the move. Eventually, I think I'll do it. Maybe if John gives me a big push. If John goes with me, maybe I'll go to L.A. You coming to L.A., John? Uh, I, I go everywhere, man. I nice. Go, I'm, I'm going to live in every city in the country. All right. I only want to be there when you're in L.A. I don't want to live in every city. <laughs> um, so what are some upcoming comedy shows that you have coming up, Ben? Where, where, you know, where are people going to be able to see you? Do you have any comedy TV coming up at all? Um, yeah, i got a... I got a bunch of stuff coming up. Um, I have your website up. I could start rang- rambling it out. I just thought if you wanted to, if you had it off the top of your head. Well, uh, I'm going to be in New York actually next weekend doing nice. shows. Um, on the 13th, I'm at the Broadway Comedy Club in New York, uh, waiting on a date for Gotham, doing a corporate gig, which is why I'm going out there and picking up shows at night. Um, so if you're in New York City next weekend, go to BenMorrison.org. You can find out when and where I'm performing. And then the weekend after that, I'm headlining the uh, L.A. Comedy Club in Las Vegas, which I love, uh, at Planet Hollywood. That's a oh, yeah, weekend. that's a nice room. I've seen I've seen video of it. Yeah, they um, the L.A. Comedy Club. I love the guys that run it, man. Um, they, they were in old downtown for a while, which was this kind of weird kind of a dingy uh big space but it was in it was an old downtown which you know doesn't exactly have the excitement of the strip and then they got their space back in planet hollywood it's above uh, cabo wabo sammy uh, hagar's restaurant they have the upstairs room yes. and uh, you know it's literally like it's overlooking the fountains of the bellagio the strip is right under you they got great audiences the audiences love to laugh it's just it's a really fun room and they're a young club that i totally support nice um nice. Yeah, I'm uh, um, shooting a feature film throughout April. Uh, I'll be, it's like one of those, uh, you know, spoof movies, like epic movie. Right. We're spoofing uh, Paranormal Activity and playing uh, spoof Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, Fox, Fox is doing both Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter and the spoof movies, so they wanted the filmmakers to spoof, you know, the character of one of their big summer releases. That'll be a lot of fun. So I'm growing my beard out and learning how to twirl an axe. Uh, of course, the <laughs> Jewish Mexican is uh, broadcast live uh, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, every Wednesday at ToadHopNetwork.com. And I, I cannot recommend the listeners tune in enough because it's getting really crazy. And you can find um, that on iTunes too, right? Yeah, yeah, it's also on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, just a bunch of shows in Los Angeles. Um, anyone can go to BenMorrison.org and the calendar's right there on the front page of my upcoming shows to uh, find out what I'm doing. But, uh, yeah, man, this year has been nuts and really good. Uh, do you got a, do they have a title, a clever title for that movie yet, Ben? It's called TikTok, which isn't that clever, but whatever, they're paying me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering, yeah, I'll have to check that out when, when it comes out. So uh, it is John, right? Am I correct? Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, where, so where do you tour? Where have you played? Um, no, nah, I don't really go around the country. I was just kind of talking shit to uh, Davey. But um, I, I, I just go all around Florida just to just do the coconuts and stuff like that. <laughs> You've been primarily yeah, all I did, over. Um, I haven't been back there in a while, but I headlined um, Marco Island. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Captain Brian's Club. Ma- yeah, Marco, yeah, Marco Island. Uh, yeah, I haven't been there yet, but I, that's one of the places I intend on heading soon. That was a fun gig. Oh, man. I'm glad. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, yeah, I heard that's a that's a nice room down there. 
It is. I mean, the room itself is nothing mind-blowing. You know, it's a stage in a seafood restaurant, but it's set up very well for a stage. But mm -hmm. it's like, oh, man. I mean, Marco Island is like this series of, you know, it's uh, it's this island that's, off, you know, it's very, kind of, it's very rich, and um, there's just these beautiful kind of channels running through all the islands, and it's, it's just gorgeous. It, it's a real vacation kind of weekend. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's why that's why all you guys uh, tour down here to the smaller clubs so you can get a hotel on the beach, right? Yeah, well, um, well, they put you up at a condo that actually isn't anywhere near the beach or the club, but whatever. <laughs> and if Captain Brian is listening, book me again, dude. I got huge things coming up. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, next time you're coming out this way, let us know. We have uh, plenty of connections over here with uh, Snappers Comedy Club. They're always looking to bring good people in and... Uh, if you're ever going to be coming to Tampa Bay, you just let us know, and we could speak out to them for well, you. the timing is pretty good. My girlfriend is out in Miami working Memorial Day weekend, and she was suggesting coming out for the weekend just to have fun after she's done um, doing her thing. So I might very well be in Miami Memorial Day weekend, and I've never actually been to Miami. All right. We're actually up in Tampa. I think Miami's, what, about three and a half hours from there? Yeah, something like that. Cool. Um so if you know anyone in Miami, you know, make a call. <laughs> yeah, um, I wonder how far... Uh, I, I will. I'll put a feeler out and let them know you're coming. Uh, I wonder if Tommy Amato does anything down by... Uh, Tommy Amato? What, from New York? Yeah. Yeah. You I, know Tommy? I, Tommy Amato, he's an old friend of mine. He's there in you Miami. Go. Uh, he is in Naples, Florida, which is... That's not, close enough. Is, is it pretty close to Miami? I just did a show for him about two and a half weeks ago. He was on the show here with uh, Laura Levitis. Do you remember Laura Levitis? She, I know Laura Levitis too. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, she she, here's one of the things I like most about being a stand-up comedian: is once once a comic, always a comic. There you Laura, go. Did I come? You know, was I doing shows with her in New York? Yes. Did I see her recently in Los Angeles? Yes. Tommy yeah. Amato. Did I do his friggin' room in what the hell was it? Carroll Gardens. A number did he did he sell me did he sell me drugs in the bathroom <laughs> of the place across the street? Yes, he did. Nice. So tell him I say hi, man. I will. Uh, he was actually on the show a couple of weeks ago, and then I was down uh, down in his area, so he gave me a guest spot. I think he's hosting two or three different rooms right now, which is pretty cool. Yep. But yeah, I'll definitely reach out, or I'll face I'll Facebook you his phone number. He's on my Facebook. Just look for him. Uh, Let me but, see if uh, I actually might be friends with. How do you spell his last name? A M Amado. A M A D O. But so you're friends with Tommy Amato. Tommy Amato, Naples, Florida. Not there you go. Right now. There you go. Send him a message, Tommy. If you're listening, call in live at seven two seven. Isn't the internet great? <laughs> it is. I'm Tommy. sitting on the wall right now, Dave. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> right now, he thinks you're hot. Bring me to Florida. Morrison. Nice. Post. <laughs> See? That's why being a comic is fun. Is that there, once you're in it, you're in it, dude. There you go. So how you liking being on the Let's Be Frank show the first time? I'm, I'm not wearing pants and I'm drinking doers. Could it get any better? Absolutely not. <laughs> How's now, that for an answer, huh? I, I I think Johnny might like it if you were in the studio. I think he likes to see guys in their underwear. Yeah, well, I'm in hey, my man. I'm in my underwear right now. If you tune in live hey, fine, on the hey, video, I live in West Hollywood. I'm used to it. Yeah, <laughs> they're not rainbow underwear. They're just regular underwear, but they're pretty hot. 
There you go. Hey, you know, whatever floats your boat, man. Whatever makes you happy, you just keep doing that. I yeah. will. <laughs> now, I th- Ben, you know, if you want to chime in, I know John, you're you're hosting the uh, comedy competition that I'm going to be in, um, and I want to get Ben's thought because I know probably in your younger days you did a lot more competitions than you do now. But what's the what's the model or the platform that the competition's going to be in on the 14th? You're just doing five minutes, man. I'm getting five minutes? Doing your best five. My best five. And there's going to be, you said, three judges? Three and, judges. And crowd participation. Yes. And I could win how much? 50 bucks. I don't even know if a fat guy like yeah. me. Can, I don't know if a fat guy like me can get a pair of pants for 50 bucks. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but that's cool. How, did you do a lot of competitions in, the, in, in your start, Ben? I hate comedy competitions. I, I really don't like them because, you know, I'm going to be frank, I'm a good-looking guy. And the second I get on stage, people's like, oh, yeah, what's funny about this dude? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember when I did, I did the final season of Last Comic Standing, and um, Geraldo, God rest his crazy soul, and Natasha, who's a good friend, were judges, and I right. know them. And, uh, you know, Kindler, I'd met in passing, but, you know, I get up there, and it's like 1 p.m. at the improv, and... And I get on stage, and Natasha's like, hey, good to see you. And Geraldo's like, hey, what's up? You know, vaguely remembering me. But they knew my jokes, you know? And I'm there I am, like, trying to do my stuff. And they're taking notes on how much better it was the last time I did it. And I'm like, is this really unbiased, guys? Really? Yeah. Um, well, it's, all, it, it's a whole different feel performing in front of three people as opposed to, you know, 100 oh, people yeah. or 80 people even. Well, with Last Comic Standing, you're not... You're performing for the judges, kind of. But, you know, Barry Katz is in the back of them, and he's the one that says, you know, put him forward, and he's a no-go. But he knows he knows what the final ten need to look look like. You right. know, there needs to be ultimate diversity. There needs to be one white guy, one black guy, one large guy, one music act. And look at every season. The final, the final group is always like the united colors of comedy Benetton, and that's all structured by the producers. <laughs> Now, yeah, there was, it's, it, like uh, like I, like I treat any competition just like uh, a little bit of extra stage time. I'm actually only putting on this comedy contest because I just want all the people in the area to see the new room that's doing comedy. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you said it's, it's a good idea. Audiences love being people jokes. Say again, uh, you broke up there. I mean, I, I, it, it's a lot of fun for the audiences, you know, because nothing an audience member than to actually have like the Joaquin Phoenix and Gladiator thumbs down on someone's jokes. Yeah, everyone, <laughs> everyone likes to judge each other. There you go. Yeah, so, exactly. Especially if you think you're funny and they love telling you that you're not by crushing your hopes in front of them. <laughs> this will actually be my only my second time ever doing a competition. The first time I did it, I just wanted to get away from just being in front of 10 or 15 people. And I wanted to mm-hmm. see because it was at a, it was at a club around here called Side Splitters, and yeah. it was you know it was a bringer. You got to bring as many friends as you can, but at least it got yep. me up in front of a. There was probably close to a hundred people there that night, and I may not have won the competition, but everybody laughed while I was on stage, and that was really what I took yeah. from it. Is I you know I can do it. I can be in front of a hundred well, people. And, <clears throat> you, know, you know, God bless you, man. You're a, a better man than I because I hate doing those things. Like I always <laughs> say about. When you're doing stand-up and it's that awkward, you know, like you get on there and like you just your heart's beating out of your chest because you're so afraid of being judged or being judged. It's kind of like uh, <clears throat> when your mom walks in on you masturbating and then makes you keep going <laughs> as punishment. <laughs> oh my god, that is great! Yeah, 
<laughs> you can you can take that one, man. That that one's on that one's on me. Nice. <laughs> um, we are actually coming towards the last ten minutes of the show, so we always like to plug a lot of stuff and. John, you have some other shows, aren't you doing? Uh, right now, so far, only this month, I got a, April 13th. That's a Friday the 13th show. It's the uh, Comedy Slaughter Showcase. And uh, it's just going to be a bunch of, bunch of local dudes. Best local dudes I could find. <laughs> All right. And one That's local cool. chick, Alyssa Bissonette. Alyssa Bissonette is like the chick of the month. She's been everywhere. She emceed the last show I just did at Snappers. And she was on this show. She's got her new open mic room that she's been doing for the last three months, which has been pretty darn successful. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's definitely a good open mic. And um, also, yeah, Chris Matson is featuring. So he's he's good. He's going to close out the show. It's going to be a fun time. It's uh, 10 bucks to get in. It starts at 10 p.m. Nice. Um, ben, what kind yeah. of questions do you have for us? We've been asking you all the questions. You want to ask Fat Davey and John Jay some questions? Uh, what, what really gets your dick hard about being a comic? Uh, talk, uh I like, I go I, first, John. I like, uh, I like when you start your first joke and you're not sure if it's going to go over or not. And you know, the feeling right before it does, that's what gets my dick hard. Just like the feeling that like something's sitting on my chest. And then, you know, the feeling afterwards when people laugh, that's, that's just the best. Plus well, my main advice is, <clears throat> no matter how enthusiastic you are about your first joke, if it's new, do it as your third joke. Okay, that's a good, that's a good call. <laughs> it's just because, like, enthusiasm doesn't mean it's going to be funny. It does, it does mean you're going to deliver it really well, but if it's new, you're not really going to know. So my advice is just take that one joke that you hate, that works every time, and open up with that every time on your side, so then get them more for your new stuff, which will probably be a lot better than the first joke, but will take a good year before it's solid enough that it becomes your first joke. Yeah, I get you there, man. Thank you. I think I really start the excitement really starts from the second they say they're bringing Fat Davey to the stage. Because I just, <laughs> I, I don't know, I came up with the name myself and whatever. You came up with that by yourself? Come well, on. I, I decided Come to call on. myself Fat Davey. You're the first one that ever called you Fat Davey. Yes. Really? Yeah, I've been called lots of other <laughs> stuff. Come on. My name is David Matthew Frank, so my initials are DMF. And I'm sure Ben could tell me in, in middle school what he would have called me growing up. And I'll give him a hint. The first one is dumb. Huh? Hey, yeah. look, dude. <clears throat> I have a disease where I... Crap myself. My initials are BM. There you go. It's funny because both my well, not funny, but my both my brother and my mother suffered with the same uh, ailment with the oh, Crohn's. Really? Yep. Uh, my mother's no longer with to, us, but she had it. I don't. Tell him to I buy my DVD. Say it again. Tell him to buy my DVD. I will. That's a good Christmas uh, stocking stuffer, there, Dave. <laughs> You know what? It actually really is. Go to paininthebutt.tv and you can watch the show and read about it. And I, you know, I really, I'm kind of a national spokesperson. Crohn's disease. That's um, awesome. I'm I'm the humor columnist for Crohn's Advocate Magazine. It's national, and I just got hired as the head of Healthline.com. It's like a WebMD. I'm the head of their Crohn's section, and I have a weekly column. Um, and actually. The column that went up live today called The Date is about when I took a girl out to dinner for Thai food and then wound up, uh, you know, crapping myself in the bathroom. Good writing. I am sorry to hear that. You know, actually, uh, all this uh, 
pooping pants talk would be good for Robin Savage, Savage's show. She well, does a health show on this network, right? I, I was going to say, we actually have Robin Savage and a lady Yeah, you can talk about of, the uh, Crohn's Foundation. Yeah, and Maureen Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Maureen Sullivan is a full-blown nurse, and Robin Savage has a different show called Prescribed Comedy. Both of them, mm-hmm. it's actually, it's on, it started on Comedy Slam Radio, but it's going to, it's actually moving to still part of our station, but a health and info. So maybe I mm-hmm. should patch one of those through and you could talk if you want to bring some awareness to Chrome's disease. They would probably do a whole special on it with you. Uh, and it would be real. I mean, that's exactly what they do. It's a, it's a probably be a great, uh, promotional thing well, I wanna, for you. I want to bring some disease out. So I do plenty of awareness. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, what's the website yeah, to get know, the DVD again? Uh, PainInTheButt.TV, and you can watch clips from the show, and you can DVD. And I do a lot of work with the CCFA, and they're actually my official donation partner on the project. So when you buy the DVD, um, if you're a kind-hearted soul, you can choose to have three bucks of the full price go to the CCFA automatically. Nice. Oh, that's convenient. I like yeah. I like donating yeah. when it's very convenient, like where I, when I can do it from my phone or if I'm already buying something, I just click yes. It's very convenient. Yes. Better than people attacking you on the streets with a bucket, I guess. <laughs> uh, ben, you're breaking up. My girlfriend just pulled up, and I got to get parked. It was great talking to you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Uh, yes, thank you so much. Oh. Go to benmorrison.org, check out my mailing list, and go to paininthebutt.tv, buy my DVD, listen to Dave, Frank, John, whatever your last name is, keep torn, follow him on Twitter, just be good to us, we're comedians, we're sensitive. There you go. Thanks, Ben. Thank you much, very right. much, so Ben. Good. Have a good one, guys. All right, Thank if you. you could hold just one minute, I think the station manager is going to grab your attention. Oh, I think sure. Oh, I think he's probably just going to buzz you later, he's got your number. Hey, Ben, it's... Uh, Happy no buzzing one. later, I'll be here, you got my number. All right. All right. Thanks, Thank you very much, Ben. Cool. Have a good one. Bye, guys. That was pretty all right. cool. Yeah. Seems like a nice guy. Are all, are all the interviews that awkward? What do you mean? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was fine. I'm not, yeah, the phone system's weird. It's got that delay on it. Screws with me. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was his cell phone was just a little. Well, his, up. it was. Yeah, it was his cell phone too. It was yeah. definitely breaking up. But it happens. Uh, it, overall, it was a good show. We'll see how it sounds when I put it out there. But it was cool him to call in. Uh, what, we got five minutes left? Yeah, we got a couple of minutes left. What do you want to talk about? Let's talk. You want to talk about uh, pooping pants stories inspired uh, by Ben Morrison? You know, if, if you have one, I can honestly say since the time someone else was wiping my ass, I can't remember having a pooping story. I don't remember see, If you're, you're going to be dishonest with me, then I'm going to say I don't have one either. Okay? I really? Do All right. Have, yeah. You, nope. I don't got one. All right. That's good. <laughs> I mean, I could tell you other stories, but not, I don't have a poop in my pants okay, story. Okay, fine. I guess we can talk about my podcast. Yeah, tell us a little <laughs> bit more. What, what's coming up? When, when is the next show? Um, well, basically, since it's like a podcast, you can just go on iTunes and subscribe. Uh, you just search for Something Planet. Or uh, you go on Stitcher uh, Smart Radio if you got okay. like an Android or an iPhone or an iPad or something. And you can actually stream it on there. Nice. And um, so, um, I think there's like... There's like a hundred episodes up right now that, that are available for download. We had to start taking them down because we've had so many. We've had we have a uh, hundred and sixty episodes so far. Wow, that's a lot. And the hundred and sixtieth episode will drop tomorrow with uh, Law Smith. Nice. And Law Smith uh, used to do a show here on Comedy Slam Radio. He was a guest here on the Let's Be Frank show, uh, and that's great. I mean, Law Smith is. I'm sure that's going to be a good show. Is he talking a little bit about his? 
is it the triple play or yeah it's a tri- i think it's a triple play podcast it's right. a triple NFL, option podcast triple option podcast there you go see no one even no no one knows probably because he's pissed off that law ain't doing it i'm not even yeah. slightly yeah whatever no. we want we want people to whatever go calm down i love you john <laughs> listen you, you know how we feel about podcasts over here there yeah, you no, go see i have no idea no and that was not a cue for you to talk again <laughs> <laughs> well listen in addition to what you said with your show you can find me at what, every week here on comedy slam radio you can yeah. also see past shows at let's be frank or blast it all over itunes and facebook um next week we're gonna have another fine show i never really like to let too many people know who's gonna oh, who's gonna be next week wait is is john trying to talk oh, is his mic God. muted that is amazing. Oh, oh it's only amazing. <laughs> yeah, Nolan has the power and John sits in the chair. Yeah. Nice. I will I will forgive you for your comment. I will unmute your mic. Nice. I know. That whatever happened to free speech? Jeez. Uh, apparently. But you th- said I could say anything I wanted. I, I, I didn't I say you, you sucked. Could. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making fun of you. You said no. I just couldn't make fun of you. Right. But I make fun of Nolan, too. Okay. He, he does have the power to cut your mic. I didn't think about that. Yeah. That sneaky bastard. Learned my lesson. I, th- I think I think I want two dollars and fifty cents back because somebody's mic got cut off. <laughs> All right, guys. Again, you can find me on iTunes at the Let's Be Frank Show podcast. You can find me at Let's Be Frank dot com. I'm sorry, Let's Let's Be Frank dot and on Facebook at Fat Davy or Dave Frank. And uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, it's uh, at Something Planet. There you go. And you can follow Fat Davy at Fat Davy on Twitter. And thank or just you come over to my house and say hi. Yeah, come over to John's house and say hi. He lives on the park bench in the Tampa Park. Uh, <laughs> it's a nice place. Bring beer. beer. Beer is it? That's yeah. the ticket? Yeah, that's how, you, that's how you make it onto my bench. There you go. All right, everybody. We'll be back next week with another show. Thank you very much. Thanks Stay for having funny. me, Dave. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Ben Morrison. Have a good night. that i'll tell you what that was that was another fine show from comedyslamradio.com where we put the dot com in